actor Felicia Rashad becoming a glamorous face to help diversify American history. Also, the Cleveland Browns firing the head of personnel, but saying their coach will be back next year. And Anheuser-Busch ordering 40 of those brand-new shiny Tesla trucks did not make it into the top 10 for this week as determined by you and your interaction. So which ones did make the top 10? We'll talk about some great stories, some maybe not so great stories, and other things in between in the weekly wrap-up podcast from This Is a Conversation, and this is for the weekend of December the 9th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, your host for this podcast and all things that come through the website, this is the conversation.com, where we believe we have a pretty good, strong style of belief that we are doing our best to reach out to the best people, keeping up with the best conversations, the best headlines across the world, and getting the best responses from those folks, which are you. Now, if you're here in the podcast and you've never had a chance to actually interact with us and get yourself in on the voting for the top 10, it's very simple. Just follow us on social media. On Facebook, look for This is a Conversation. And, of course, make sure that our posts are coming into your feed. Make sure that we are active in your feed. On Twitter, follow us at TH underscore conversation. And anytime you see an article, a post, a headline that we post in your feed from one of our social media accounts, just interact with it. Like it, love it, share it, reply to it. Send me hate mail if you want to, if you don't agree with the headline. Remember, these are headlines maybe slightly trimmed up so they make more sense grammatically, but they're just headlines to the stories. You react to the stories themselves, and the more stories they get more reactions, make their way higher into the list, and, of course, get into the top ten for the week. You can also just go to our website, This is a conversation.com and react there as well. Everything gets tallied up and put into a algorithm that the spreadsheet knows how to work out, and we get the top ten for the week. We also have a great segment in the center of the podcast where we test just how just how interesting the listing you came up with this week came out to be, where we have an interview with lots of really cool people, and we let them pick between your top 10, which one is their best story, and pick their brain on why they thought that story was so impactful for the week. But first, let's go ahead and get in the top 10 right now so we know exactly what we have to deal with. And we'll do this from reverse order from 10 to 1, starting off with the number 10 story, and that's LeVar Ball, who, of course, makes it in anytime he's making news. He finds a way to the top 10. He is at the 10 spot where he pulled his son, LeAngelo Ball, out of UCLA. The background on this story is fairly simple. Weeks ago, when UCLA was in China playing some exhibition games, actually they were opening season games, weren't exhibitions because they were against other college teams, LeAngelo and two other players on UCLA, they were all freshmen, were picked up by Chinese police for shoplifting. They were put on essentially house arrest or hotel arrest. They couldn't leave the hotel. They didn't play while in China. They were left behind when the teams went back to the States. And coincidentally, in the, our U.S. president, Donald Trump, was overseas in Asia doing, some, doing his big Asia trip and was in China as this thing was going down. Because he was talking with the Chinese president, he had a chance to kind of chit-chat with him and ask him to release the guys because they're good guys or, or something like that. And a few days into this ordeal, the kids were released and came back to the States. This tar- caused a pretty big brush-up between our number one, uh, let's call him the promoter-in-chief, Donald Trump, and a guy who's pretty big at promotion himself, that being uh, LeVar Ball, who said Trump really didn't do very much because uh, he was already taking care of it, which caused a back-and-forth between them. 
now because the kids are still suspended and not playing any basketball, not showing off their skills for the NBA coming up for the draft in a few months. LeVar Ball is pulling his son out of UCLA and not putting him into another college. He's going to get him uh, training. In fact, he already got him an agent, and he's going to get him set for the draft coming up in the spring. Big issue is LeAngelo Ball, not quite as talented as his brother, the rookie for the Lakers, that is Lonzo Ball, and maybe not as talented as his younger brother uh, that is uh, got pulled out of high school to prepare for going to college very soon. And not a lot of people are looking for him as really draft-worthy. We'll see how that works out for the big baller brand. Meanwhile, we stick with sports, but this was more structural, literally, with the Pontiac Silverdome, the former home of the Detroit Lions, not quite going down without a fight. This is, as I said, the nine story. This story has a jump in response of 5.83%, where the Pontiac Silverdome failed a partial implosion. Now, implosions all the rage these days, of course, the Georgia Dome uh, being blown up uh, about a week ago and the big viral thing was the bus that parked in front of one of the cameras. This time we had an issue that it was very similar and very eerie to what happened here in Little Rock about a year and a half ago where we had a very famous bridge that they set off the explosion and the bridge didn't go over at all. In fact, the Broadway Bridge stayed there for about three or four days so they could actually literally knock it over uh, because the pyro, the explosions didn't do anything but um, make a big pop. Same thing happened here for the Silver Dome. Large pieces of the uh, structure did not fall over as it should have. So uh, they're dealing with the aftermath and some of the, let's just say, embarrassment of an implosion not quite working. When things go boom and they don't go boom like they're supposed to, people laugh at it. Number eight story sticks with football and, oddly enough, maybe a possible implosion. Uh, this is Roger Goodell. This has a jump in response of 2.75%. Roger Goodell finally signed his contract extension from the NFL. We know we had some issues with essentially one big owner. That's Jerry Jones, who was a little miffed about what was going on with the deal with Ezekiel Elliott. And there was some back and forth with Bob Kraft for a while with the Patriots. But uh, Roger Goodell gets to sign his big contract. He gets to take care of the owners for another a zillion years and get another zillion dollars for whatever it is he actually does the number eight story for the week is more tesla batteries i'm sorry number seven story more tesla batteries plug into hurricane wreck puerto rico uh, this one gets a response jump of 18.75 percent and there'll be more tesla uh in the news of course we talked about the tesla trucks but this is a totally separate story uh Back when the big hurricane went over Puerto Rico and they lost 97% of the power grid, so that was essentially no power possible, the United States did all it could to basically not do anything to fix it, including hire a a group that essentially is two guys who are going to build the entire power grid. It's essentially a uh, a company that hires out contractors that basically subcontracts everything out. Well, Along one of the many, many things that Elon Musk had been tossing out as Mr. I'm really smart can fix things was a way to rebuild the grid, in a sense, to Puerto Rico. He put out a call to the governor of Puerto Rico. Governor said, let's talk. And what's going on is Tesla is putting in their batteries that they're testing for many spaces in hurricane wreck Puerto Rico, many places out there that cannot access any sort of power grid. And some of the major places that aren't getting enough power to maintain their livability are getting their big power batteries as well. We also have a story later on here about Tesla and these batteries, uh, what they're doing in Australia. It actually is a holdover a bit from last week. We'll talk about that in, in, in the 
other thans. But Tesla plugging more batteries into Puerto Rico, getting more people online with power. It's battery powered. It's solar power. But it is power that they need right now. The number six story for the week, uh, this has a jump in response right around under 10%, 9.77. And this is a super story. We combined a couple of headlines to get the bigger number, but it was already mostly in the top 10 anyway. This is the U.S.'s recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. It was described as long under, overdue by President Trump. We don't have a story about President Trump and his slurring, but he eventually said that Israel should have the capital at once. And if he wants it in Jerusalem, it should be there, despite the fact that none of the rest of the world are going down with this because Israel has contested issues with the Palestinians and other Muslims in Jerusalem. Jerusalem holds the number one holy spot for the Christianity and for Judaism and the number third holy spot for Islam. So contested space, yes. Contested issues, yes. And the biggest issue is the fact that the Israelis are building on land that the Palestinians would like to have as their own Palestinian state. Israel is its own separate state. The Palestinians are not. And that's a big argument that's been going on for you know thousands of years. Also in that super story is the fact that the West Bank closed down schools and shops and there was a call for three days of hate, three days of rage, essentially three days to just get mad at each other because they're dealing with protests. And there are plenty of protests along the West Bank and around Jerusalem because of this action. Number five story for this week, this gets a jump in response of 19.86%, which shows you what we really care about, what's really important around here. Bowl projections. The four college football teams for this year's college football playoffs are Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. Alabama, which is, of course, a stable in the bowl contention, but a bit of a head-scratcher this year since Alabama did not win their conference championship. In fact, they lost to the team that lost to in the conference championship that had already beat them. That got really crazy. We're not going into that. But Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama up again for the college championship. This year, it's Alabama and Clemson playing in the first round and not in the final round. So it's your third year in a row of seeing these two teams meet up which means they're probably pretty good. Ohio State, essentially the team, is the odd man out. The number four story for this week, uh, which is a jump in response of 30.29% from the five, which of course shows where we are really caring about, is a story that actually gets really, really complicated as you dig into the layers. Uh, late last week, there was the uh, death of adult film star August Ames, birth name Mercedes Krupowski. Now, August Ames died of a suicide after basically dealing with some uh, some bullying, cyberbullying from f- fans and people in her industry. What she did, what the crime she committed was, you know, even though she's in her early 20s and been in over 200 porn movies, she did not want to perform with two male actors who had just had sex with other male actors. And so she was basically deemed homophobic. She was uh, basically beat down with that verbally lashing out on her social media and eventually ending her life because of the complications of dealing with this. Now, we happen to have a lot of dead porn stars in the past couple of weeks for various reasons. This one gets a bit really, really interesting on how it came down. Number one, it was a suicide uh, and it was based on basically cyberbullying from people in her industry, showing that even in that industry, uh, things aren't quite as free and clear and fun as people would let you believe.
Now, the number three story this week, also a super story. So we added two headlines together to basically raise the profile of them to a higher level as well. Uh, this gets a response only of 1.32% higher than a number four story. So it took the super story to make it really get the big impact. But this is dealing with the Queen biopic. The biopic on the band Queen and, of course, the life of Freddie Mercury, essentially uh, starring the young man from iRobot or Mr. Robot, not iRobot, Mr. Robot. Fox first, first they halted production because of producer and director Brian Singer's absence. Uh, they went on a break for holiday and came back. Brian Singer didn't come back. Essentially, Brian Singer found himself fired from doing that, and there's just brand new uh, producer and director in place now. The rumor had it that Brian Singer was not getting along with the stars of the show. And Brian Singer said, that's not true. That's not it. Other issues with the company were there. But the Fox uh, production just basically killed the whole production uh, pretty quickly after Brian Singer didn't come back after the holiday. Singer was dealing with some issues with his family, um, some real serious issues with his family, health issues with his parents, and all sort of craziness just erupted. Fox ejected Brian Singer and his entire production company, who actually had a deal for more movies, from the set so that is done. Number two story for the week stays in acting. This has a jump in response of 16.45%. And it goes along the line with the Weinstein effect because this time it's another person dealing with those alleged uh, things that they may or may not have done, but being pushed out regardless. Jeffrey Rush is out of the Australian Film Academy because of alleged sexual impropriety in various issues. So it happens here in Hollywood, it happens in Australia, it happens in politics, it's happening everywhere. And the number one story for this week, uh, this one gets a bump in response, a big one, but this is one that's actually pretty important, but also shows where we're thinking. 94.05% jump in response from the number, um, number two story. Yes, that much from the number two story. Uh, from the number 10 story, it jumped up 406%. And from the almost relevant story, 107 stories this week, by the way, 7,357%. High court makes sport betting ban an underdog. That's the headline we pulled from the story that we used in the posting. Now, digging deeper into the actual story, the Supreme Court actually dealt with some serious court issues this week. One of them was sports betting in states and the fact that some states are banned from betting, having gambling in their states because other states profit from that. Uh, New Jersey's governor, outgoing governor, I should say, Chris Christie, saying that basically this thing can't hold up very much longer because it's holding up commerce. Everyone should have some sort of right to do something. Since most states do have lotteries, most states should probably have some sort of sports betting as well. Uh, maybe not casino gambling. That's a whole other issue. But sports betting is something that can be basically, you know, if you can have a lottery in your in your state, you can probably do some sports bet, sports book stuff. And apparently, the Supreme Court is looking at that as the case. Sports bets, sports books, should say, will probably become something that's a bit more common, and you'll probably not have to call that bookie guy to do it under the table. It might be a real regulated business in all fifty states sooner than you think those are the top 10 stories for the week as responded by you and how they got in there is very very simple all you had to do was follow us on social media twitter it's th underscore conversation on facebook look for this as a conversation and every time we post a story 
Just let us know what you thought about it. You can reply to it. You can interact with it. You can like it. You can love it. You can share it. Uh, you can go to our website, thisconversation.com, and also reply to the links there as well. If you're not a big social media person, just stop by the website every so often and see what's there. You can also subscribe to alerts via the website, so you can get those via text and email as well. Check it out at thisconversation.com. When we come back to the podcast, that interview section that should be coming up, yeah, we're going to discuss how you can help me fill that out. Unfortunately, um, things happen, circumstances beyond your control, and the great interview with my good friend is not happening for recording today. So I'm going to throw myself at the mercy of the audience and um, beg you guys to help me out in the future. I'll tell you how you can do that in just a bit. On the weekly wrap-up podcast for the week ending December the 9th, 2017. Stop and buy our website. There's so many great things on the website to see and things to do that it's it's amazing how much new stuff can be fun stuff as well. We've instituted a new game on the website where we take the top 10 stories and put them online and let you rank the stories from top to bottom as you think are the important stories. You get a chance to play the rankings game, not quite like the brackets, but you can rank the games and rank the stories, should say, and the game allows you to really get in the game. We offer up gift cards and other prizes for people who play the game with us. There's also the conversation survey panel, which is, as I've been saying, Saying for weeks, a way for you to get your information into people who really need it and for them to pay you for it. That's very simple to get into uh, by just going to the website as well. And of course, we'd like you to stop by and visit some links to our sponsors. They help us keep these things going. Uh, they help us put food on the table for the, all the people working behind the scenes. They help us keep the lights on and keep the business on. And they are pretty cool things that may help you out in some things you're looking for. Check them out at our website. Just go to thisisaconversation.com and pardon our dust. We're doing a little work, doing a little cleanup, doing some upgrades to the website so it's much easier and friendlier and to work with. Not that it was bad in the first place, but we're going to make it that much better. Check it out by going to thisisaconversation.com, thisisaconversation.com. So this is the point where we're supposed to be talking, uh, having a great interview segment. And today we were planning on having a great interview segment with a good friend of mine. Her name is KV Knox. I know her as Kristen because I get to know her real name. And she is a dynamo. Or she really is a dynamo. She, You'd get the chance to meet her. Uh, she uh, started off um, here in the building where I do my radio stuff every day as a weekend part-time DJ plus a sales assistant doing kind of the stuff that make things work out where the real money's made. And she has just exponentially blown up doing things still in media. She's a host around town. She's spreading her hosting duties around the entire state and uh, stepping in. I think she's got some Memphis, some out-of-state gigs coming up, too. And so this was going to be a great time to talk to someone who's really busy doing great things and expound on what we're doing for the podcast. So since... Things that fall out of control, something happened and she had to fill in for someone because she is that amazing. We're going to talk about what we would be doing in case of emergency and well, what I need to do in case of emergency, I should say, because uh, this is an emergency. I no longer have a guest to talk to for the interview segment here. 
And the year is winding down. Things are slowly coming to an end. And we had some plans to kind of wrap things up. And we, uh, mostly on me, are stuck trying to hold the ball and make things happen. So here's a couple things on the future of the podcast, how things are going and how we're working on things and how you can help me out as well. In fact, this worked out works out great because yesterday I had a sit-down uh, where I went through line by line, piece by piece, uh, note by note, figuring out where the podcast should be, uh, not where I think it is or where I think it should go, where the podcast should be at this point in time and where it should be going from here based on where it is. And we're going to work on a lot of things to hopefully make it a greater experience for you. Now, one of the things that we are sticking to is the timing of it, uh, keeping it at 45 uh, minutes and 50 seconds. That makes it essentially radio ready. And in three segments, you split it up three ways. You can just put the commercials any way you want to. You can put it on the radio. No plans as of the moment to actually get it on the radio until sometime in the far end of the first quarter of, of next year. We'll see how we work out with some things and getting things on there. But this thing will continue to be hopefully a fairly tightly done production-wise. You know, me notwithstanding the, the voice of the podcast, we're working on that as well. Uh, but it's going to be a tight production. We're going to keep the three segments. We'll have the first segment where we'll do the, the top ten off the bat. We'll have the middle segment, which should be an interview segment for the brackets. We'll try to find some better way to fill in for last-minute dropouts and probably get some emergency guests, a list of emergency guests to call up, and, of course, working towards um, the last segment, which should hopefully have enough time to not be to be coherent so we're not just rushing through things. Today it looks like we'll have plenty of time to go through plenty of the also-ran stories coming up in the third segment, but that's just how things go. Remember, this is a podcast. This thing's being produced for whatever it costs me to take care of it, and it's being given to you essentially for free. So your idea and the value of the free gift is basically up to you, but we're producing it, we're doing work behind the scenes, it takes some effort to go into it, it takes some cost to do it, and we're offering up to you, so we're looking for some feedback. I'd like you to give me some feedback. Just send me emails directly to jclevenpain at gmail.com. And within a couple weeks in the start of the new year, we're going to open up a direct line feedback line for coming straight to conversation issues. Ways that you can react to stories specifically to get them back into the stories and back into the podcast. Uh, right now, the best way to do that is just reply to some of the posts out there. and We'll take your reply and put it in but we're doing some I, I guess you can say some sort of editorial work to make sure the podcast stays relevant stays clear stays open doesn't go too far left too far right too far into anyone's specific specific type of issues and that not that I'm necessarily trying to stay neutral uh, but that the stories themselves are a wide range of ideas and thoughts even if the ideas and thoughts behind the man who's telling them to you are sometimes a little slanted based on my worldview and my life at this point in time. Therefore, I'm looking for your assistance. I'm looking for people who are really cool, who are really knowledgeable about the news, who are really into what's going on in current events and are not afraid of giving their opinion on a subject. And someone who can do a 20, 25 minutes time slot of interview time on a Friday sometime, usually between 10 and 2 uh, central time, 
if you can't make that, we can adjust. But that's basically if I'm looking for a emergency guy, I'll send out the message and see what your timing looks like. You can send me your name or send me some ideas of podcasters or just really cool people you know by going to your magical email box. Send an email to J Cleveland Payne. This is the letter J Cleveland like the city and P A Y N E as my last name at gmail.com. As I said, we're going to work on a a tip line or something like that to send it through. And I also have some already established um, voicemails and things that that unfortunately I haven't quite synced them all up yet because I had grander designs. In fact, I'll talk about that in a second. But jclevenpain at gmail.com, and you can send me uh, any feedback you want to, but we specifically are looking for uh, some names, some people who want to volunteer to be on the backup list. If you know from just kind of watching old school late night television, when they announce they're going to have certain people on the beginning of the week, they say scheduled to appear, and then if something happens, Oftentimes, they'll call up someone who is a friend of the show who's not doing anything all that big but can come on and do an interview and and fill up time. There's been plenty of times you've seen on Tonight Show, I think specifically, where Jay Thomas, who lives in L.A., has popped up on shows back when Jay Leno was doing it and just kind of had conversations and they sort of mentioned, oh, yeah, by the way. Uh, somebody didn't show up, so we're kind of doing this like that. So we've done stuff, and then some guys have done some bits on being, you know, the last minute calling guy and stuff like that. So that's there as well. Now, some really cool news I do have that I guess I'll go ahead and share now is that I am relaunching my More Better Media brand. And More Better Media was a brand I had a few years ago. The website still existed, but it just sort of died down because I had different iterations, different thought processes on how I was going to work out things. Originally, I was going to have a big sort of media podcasting uh, hub, a big network of different shows, and didn't quite get things going on, didn't quite have the schedule I thought I was going to do to do them, and a lot of the, the projects that they were supporting you know, didn't quite make it through a lot of things. Time has changed, life has changed, priorities changed, and now I have a kind of greater scale of life where things are going on. I also have other podcasts that are going fairly well at this point, so it's easy to just launch most of them, plus add in whatever's going to happen and keep it going. By the way, it's very time-consuming and very crazy on the schedule, and as you've listened to some of my trials and tribulations of family right now, that's going to be a hard sell for the wife, but if we make it work out, it works out. So you can visit it now, although it's very sparse as it's just basically being built at morebettermedia.com. That's morebettermedia.com. Check it out and see what's going on. Essentially, it's a hub, be a hub for all the podcasts going there at this point in time and shifting away from my main website. If you want to check out all my projects right now, go to jclevenpain.net. If you go to jclevenpain.net slash podcast, you'll see all the podcasts being produced uh, from there as well. Now, the other big news that I'll go ahead and say now, we're going to leave, we leave for last week, for next week, I should say, uh, but since I'm killing time right here, we were planning on having one more big interview next week. I have that scheduled, uh, but we don't want to jinx that. We want to make sure that one goes off really well. And then for the Christmas Eve edition, the one coming out the weekend, a few days before Christmas Eve on Sunday, we were going to do a, basically all this rambling I'm doing right now, talk about the future what's going on, how we're thankful for all the things we had the full year, and how you can do what you can do to help us out. Then for the New Year's Eve edition, we're going to do a special year-end countdown, unless something really magical happens, something really big, large, gives us the regular countdown format. 
our plan is do the top stories of the year and just letting the algorithm figure it out. We just put everything in the big spreadsheet and let it works out that so let it work itself out that way. We are still planning that. We'll see exactly how the timing allots for that. But at the moment, like we said, everything is up in the air because one interview that was scheduled didn't quite make it as well as we thought it was going to. So that's essentially what we're doing for the rest of the year. This is a live thing. This is an experiment thing. This whole weekly podcast came about from um, stretching out the daily podcast I was doing. And the daily podcast came about from testing a way to essentially get someone to write my copy, write my script for a daily talk show, a daily morning show, daily news update, because I was missing my airtime on the radio. Now that I'm doing more producing and managing, don't have an actual chance to do as much speaking as I did and wanted to keep my vocal chops going and do something that was fun. Decided that uh, the daily thing was a bit much, but we can put extra production into the weekend thing, and that's what we're doing so far. You guys are responding to it great. We're gathering listeners every single day. Uh, this podcast does have a global reach, and we see from some of the stories, we make sure there's a good smattering of international stories from our perspective, from my perspective here in the States, make sure that everybody is covered. But coming up in the new year, we're going to see how things work out and try to see to make things a bit tighter in all things. The production is going to hopefully get a little bit tighter. The voice of the guy talking, that's me, will get a little better with the processes and, of course, just the practice. We're going to be really, really good with keeping time and keeping things uh, going, keeping things flowing. And the three segments we have, the open, the middle, and the end, that's three segments, going through the top ten stories, getting the brackets, and then finding out a pretty good alternative when the brackets don't work out. And, of course, going through the rest of the top 15 plus the almost irrelevant story and as many stories as we can towards the end of the time we have allotted will go that way. You'll hear some changes in the way we're doing sponsorships. You'll hear some changes in the way we do uh, other things. But, but trust me, we still need your help to visit our sponsors and to help us as you can for this project. Uh, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of in-between things making things work out. And your help is greatly appreciated towards the full way. Right now, I'm just going to thank you again for just being in the process of the conversation, just being a listener to the podcast, obviously, or a subscriber via our social media with Facebook and Twitter. Uh, of course, Twitter is TH underscore conversation. Facebook, look for this as a conversation and just interacting with the stories to make this thing work out. Even if it doesn't come up in the top 10, your interaction, your ratings, your looking at them puts them somewhere and makes it an important part of the whole thing here. So I'll wrap up that section. Not as graceful, not as fun as playing in the brackets, but We'll try to get back to it next week. In the meantime, hang on as we will round out the rest of the top 15, go into the almost relevant story of the day and read off with plenty of time as many of the stories in between. There were 107 different uh, headlines that we had this week, a lot of headlines popping up, and uh, we've got a lot of really good ones, and some of them honestly are really silly, but we'll explain how this will work as we work towards improvement every single time we do this thing. This is the weekly wrap-up podcast from This Is Conversation, and this is for the weekend wrapping up or week wrapping up on the 9th of December, 2017.
Christmas is two weekends away. You are basically out of time for that big, massive, crazy gift that you want to get to impress that someone you love. So we've got a great idea for you. You could go out to the store and grab a bunch of gift cards or gift certificates for people to go eat someplace or maybe go play at some activity place that everyone goes to around town or you can get them the gift of an experience that will be a life changer. You can go to our website, which is thisisconversation.com, and click on the link for our sponsor, Cloud9 Living, or go directly to thisisconversation.com slash cloud9. That's cloud and numeral nine, because from there, you can get a chance to purchase a gift certificate at a discount, so that's good for you, for one of over 1,800 experiences nationwide. Wherever you are across the USA, they have a great experience for you to go to, and if it gives you an excuse to go to that odd place you've never been before, Maybe there it is. We've talked about the experience with sending my wife on to go drive a race car. That's something she wants to do and something I don't. So we bought the gift card. She signed it up for herself, and she's going racing uh, with under supervision of someone else because I don't like to ride with my wife. There are plenty of extravagant, relaxing-type deals. You can go play golf at some of the greatest golf courses in the world. You can get a great spa vacation. You can ride romantically in a hot air balloon. Or you can fly jets if that's what you want to do or do something even more crazier like riding race cars. They have all the experiences, 1,800 experiences nationwide, and you just have to get yourself a gift certificate and then give that gift of experience, give that gift of adventure to anyone you want to or keep one in your pocket so that your adventure is always just a moment away. Cloud9 Living, one of the best purveyors of experiences across the nation, and we are glad they're helping us help you. Check them out on our website. Go to thisistheconversation.com slash cloud9. That's cloud number nine. And get yourself a discounted certificate for what won't be a discounted adventure. It will be the adventure of a lifetime. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, and I'm going to do what we always do for this third segment, a little bit of a twist that we're moving forward with, though, from now on. Plus, obviously, we have a little extra time, as we explained in the last segment. Uh, we didn't have the interview today, so we didn't go as long in that second segment, and so we have plenty of time to talk about other stories, which we will do. But we found a way to make this a bit more interesting and make it a bit more easier on the guy trying to do it. That's me. And we're going to talk about first the almost irrelevant story of the day, of the weekend, I should say. And it is the 107th story. We had 107 stories this week. So that's going to be the first one we'll talk about, give you the headline, and maybe give you a little bit on it if it seems like it's interesting. This one is a bit interesting, a bit controversial, actually. Then we'll round out the top 15 and then go into as many other stories also randomly selected as possible. We reshuffled everything between 16 and 106, so they're in a definitely weird order. And we'll just kind of run down the list as many as possible, so I have no bias on what's going on, although chances are there'll still be plenty of the silly ones that only I get in the mix. So let's go ahead and wrap things down so we can do things in a timely manner. The almost irrelevant story of this week is the... Veterans Affairs, the Departments of Veterans Affairs here in the United States. 
We have a department in the government that takes care of people who have served in the military and their families uh, because they offered up their life and service. So we should be taking care of them. A lot of it is built built on medical services for people and taking care of things like that. But there are other things you get, such as loans and, and whatever. The VA had a program that gave homeless veterans housing. They found vouchers and places for them to live. Uh, this is something that's really good for the veterans that are relatively new veterans and dealing with some of the issues that newer wartime veterans are having. They were going to cut that program, and then after plenty of backlash, plenty of backlash is going towards the VA these days, they decided to reverse that decision, and they're putting that back in place. It's a good thing, yes. It's a costly thing, maybe. It's the right thing to do, yes. Will they try to figure out a way to make it work out on a better basis than how they sort of ham-fisted it, did it before? We sure hope so. Now, to round out the top 15, going back to the number 11 story, these first three stories, of course, we talked about in the tease. Felicia Rashad, who, of course, was Bill Cosby's wife on The Cosby Show all those years ago and still is in pretty high regard, despite the tarnish that Cosby may have, is doing something, giving back in a way that only someone as glamorous and someone as established as she can do. She's going to be the face of a $25 million initiative to diversify American history. Now, if you live in the Americas, you may think that history is all that great, uh, unless you are some sort of minority and your history sort of gets back whitewashed or black backwashed or back booked or however you want to call it into places and only brought out at certain points of time. Felicia Rashad is a part of this real initiative to diversify the history of America that is being taught, presented, put out for everyone to see so it's not sort of a monolithic view that's just really, really, for lack of a better word, whitewashed towards a certain vent. We'll see how well that works out. But $25 million is being put forth for this. She's the face of it. The Cleveland Browns fired their head of personnel, Sashi Brown. Uh, As I'm recording this on Friday, they just hired a brand new guy. And the name I don't have in front of me, but he was essentially a former GM from another another team uh, until last year back into the swing of things. Uh, So hopefully they can turn the Browns around. That's what they hope. Browns so far, again, winless on the season. Number 13, Anheuser-Busch is ordering 40 of the Tesla trucks, the brand new electronic uh, trucks that Tesla has created to uh, haul freight around the nation. Now, they still have to build a good infrastructure, and they technically still have to build the trucks, the real production trucks, to uh, actually pull these things around the world. But uh, Anheuser-Busch is stepping up to the plate and buying 40 of them to start hauling their beer around the nation, probably for short hops inside of cities and inside of uh, uh, large municipalities. Uh, But we'll see how well that works out. Having a good customer to get things started, very good for Tesla. Tesla's all over the place this week. The number 14 story this week is Senator Al Franken announces he will resign. That happened yesterday as recorded, and it was kind of a weird sort of incident where Al Franken spoke before the before the Senate in the Congress. He had official time. He announced he was going to do this. People thought he was going to resign, and he did. However, he didn't apologize. He didn't say he was sorry. In fact, he said he did basically nothing wrong and was ready to let the Ethics Committee do its job and figure it out, but decided 
uh, the back against it because he couldn't really be a good senator and be a good defendant at the same time. He also threw out bombs like Donald Trump and Roy Moore are still running for stuff and being in charge of stuff, and they're charged with much worse things than he has, yet he's stepping down. Going out, screaming and kicking, but he is going out anyway. Number 15 story, a mom's conviction uh, conviction of swearing at son upheld. This is a odd story. I don't have the full details in front of me, unfortunately. But uh, this is a story where a mother was caught cursing at a son in a public venue. And that conviction was convicted for it. Got jail time and a fine for it. And because she claimed it was her son and essentially free speech for her to cuss her son out in public, she tried to get it appealed. It did not happen. Mom's conviction for swearing at son is upheld. So there's some more stuff for you parents out there to digest on, you know, the makeup of kids. Back in our day, you know, mom and dad said what they wanted to and you just kind of dealt with it. Now the courts of law may have to deal with you. And running out of time, so we'll go through as many of the other rands as possible as we come down to about five minutes left in the show. A USA Today investigative finds that the VA normally hired doctors and uh, people who had malpractice claims and discipline for poor care. Now, VA, we just had a story that had the VA dropping the dropping the housing uh, program. This is another story of the VA not doing what it should be doing, taking care of veterans. We'll see if this gets better. Republican, Rep, Republican Representative Trent Franks of Arizona, say that three times fast, to resign amid inappropriate behavior allegations. This is another person who stepped out of Congress, but his his thing was a little odd, well, a lot odd and much different than Al Franken's. Uh, Representative Trent and his wife were having issues with fertility, with basically having kids. And so what the representative did was he literally asked two staff members if they would possibly consider being surrogates for their baby. Yes, very awkward. Yes, very weird. Yes, he's stepping down and he's not putting up much of a fight in this one. This week, General Electric cut about 12,000 jobs nationwide in the power issue uh, as they're trying to turn the company around. As you know, a lot of times when you want to turn around a big company, uh, you have to just get rid of all expenses. And that means getting rid of a lot of payroll. That's the quickest way to do that and just picking up the pace of what's there. We'll see how well that works out. John Anderson, an independent candidate who ran for uh, office, ran for president against Reagan and Carter in 1980, died at the age of 95. Yes, there were independent candidates who actually had some clout and made some noise, not enough to do much damage. In this case, Reagan and Carter basically played out the way they would regardless. We also have about 4,000 guns retrieved from buyers after delayed background checks from last year. This was an issue we're having with the Basically, with the keeping up with the laws and enforcing laws in the books, now that they have more things cleared out and more people in more various offices, work is being caught up on. And after a lot of background checks that just kind of got passed and after the deadline went over, people sold the guns. The government had to go through and, yes, retrieve 4,000 guns that were sold to people who should not have gotten them in the first place. That happens. The big story going across the nation right now is the guy that went to the Waffle House for a late night snack, found out that all the employees were asleep, so he cooked up the food himself and left a couple bucks on the counter. Of course, all the employees there got reprimanded. This guy, he may be a hero. He may be a goat goat, as in with the horns, not the greatest of all time. You can decide which way you want to go, which goat you're going with. 
the man behind the Golden Crust Caribbean Bakery in New York, Bakery and Grill in New York, the founder committed suicide in his Bronx factory. Uh, he had, facing him was a very, very troubled uh, time where he was dealing with debt and creditors calling in and basically losing the company. The stress was too much for him to handle, and he could not take it on that end. House of Cards, then word is that production is going to resume back in 2018 for just one more season. Kevin Spacey being written out of the show. His co-star will run the gamut of being the hit star, and that's what a lot of people say should have been done years ago anyway. Fairly new story that probably will hold over for next week, but John Lewis says he is going to boycott the opening of Mississippi Civil Rights Museum because of Donald Trump. As I'm recording this on a Friday, Donald Trump is scheduled to visit a Civil Rights Museum opening in Jackson, Mississippi tomorrow. And because Donald Trump is going to visit this opening of the museum, John Lewis, who, of course, a icon in civil rights movement, him and another uh, another representative who actually represents that city aren't going to be there. The mayor of the city, who is black, won't be there. And the ironic part, and I think this is irony, is the fact that the White House gave a statement about the fact that a man like John Lewis is allowing politics and personal feelings to get in the way of a glorious occasion that is honoring and commemorating people like a man named John Lewis. I'm pretty sure that one is irony used right. ABC has suspended Brian Ross for four weeks without pay and did it as effective immediately because of the story that they produced that initially came out with Donald Trump being linked to uh, the WikiLeaks and Russian investigating when it wasn't Trump himself. It was Trump Jr. and the meetings there because they mislabeled the actual target and, of course, took them hours to fix the correction. They took Brian Ross off the story. Uh, French pop singer Johnny Holiday died at the age of 74 after a cancer battle as well. And John Conyers, since he's in the list, he announced that he is retiring from the house. He's getting out of the job. He hopes that his son will take over in time and his grandson will actually win the seat when it comes up for election. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation and all our conversations all week long. Follow us on social media and vote by just responding to the posts as they come down to be in this. And, of course, just be here next week for another great edition of, say it's a great edition of, the weekly wrap-up podcast from this 